You ready for the joke? Yeah. So, um, for those of you listening, the, the video is going to be a little bit different because could, it couldn't be bothered sitting up the camera yeah. and you've cooked your back. You Cameras. Um, so this is kind of weird, but kind of... It's sort of cool. It's, it's sort of cool. Yeah. It is sort of cool. Um, so look, it's, uh, it, I'm going to have another bash this week. All right. All um, right. cause this one comes courtesy of sticks. Oh, uh, cool. Our yeah. good man from the yes. game on community contributors and stuff sticks, yeah. right? Yeah. This week we had talk like a pirate day. Yeah. So, um, here we go. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Get your face in. Uh, okay. Um, pirate goes to the doctors. Yeah. He says, there'll be strange moles on me back. And the doctor says, after he has a bit of a look, he goes, oh, they're benign. He goes, ah, check again, matey. I think there'll be 10. Attack commences in 60 seconds. Welcome to the Game on Australia podcast, episode 97. I'd be in gaming heaven, Peter. Yeah, we certainly be, Dan. Uh, something a little bit different today because there were just a, an absolute um, bucket full of great interview opportunities. An influx. An influx that came our way. I tell you what, people must be listening to the old Game on podcast, Dan. I tell you what, it's uh, amazing. More than just our parents. <laughs> Absolutely. It's good to have you along. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Vandermeer and yeah, Mr. Corelli, Mr. Corelli, yeah. always a pleasure. Who am I kidding? Uh, my dad wouldn't, wouldn't even fucking know what this yeah, is. My parents wouldn't either. <laughs> hey, uh, look, so coming up, instead of the top three things that gamers need to hear, there's the top three interviews that gamers need, need to, to hear. hear yeah. We're going to catch up with Fid from GoTo.Game. He was privy to some uh, Capcom stuff, hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah. Keyword. Uh, we're going to be catching up with a Twitch streamer who's currently going through the ANZ Grassroots program and also the Game Boys appearing on this episode of the Game on Australia podcast. Game on! Game on! Game on! It's game time! Excellent! Game on! Game on! Yarr. It's game time! Excellent! Boom. Welcome. Game, game on. Game on. Uh, welcome to the biggest gaming podcast in Australia. The Game on Australia In this room, podcast. at least. In this room, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful to have you along. Thank you again for your company. Episode 97. My name is Pete. My name is Dan Internet. And for the next hour, we, with a few guests in this podcast, are uh, just going to bang on about gaming because we bloody love gaming, And Dan. Pete, what else do we bloody love? Oh, bloody gaming! Me hearty. Recording this Thursday, the 20th of September in a beautiful, sunny, but a little bit brisk day in Perth. Big thanks to our good mates over at PLE Computers, our tech sponsor. Everything you need to know, see, hear, do, follow, like, share, the whole lot, you can find online at gameonaus.com. Our website there, uh, also Facebook, find us on Twitter, Instagram, um, the whole lot. Let's see you along there. It'd be great to have you. Bloody uh, Dan, a couple of things really quickly. A couple of updates of the stuff that we're giving away. Yep. So the 2K for 2K, our good mates over at 2K, helping us celebrate the fact that we hit 2,000 members on Facebook. We're up to 2,164, by the way. It's going very well. What's the? That's I know. Awesome. It's bloody beautiful. So good. Uh, so $500 worth of collector's 
2K gear that mm. you cannot get anymore, mm. okay? Like, oh. we're talking the Mafia 3 big box for PC, right? This is the one with the awesome uh, art books in it, the storybooks and everything. Features the game. The complete soundtrack on vinyl is in oh, there as wow. well. Like, this is just extraordinary. Really? Yeah, absolutely yeah. extraordinary. Um, so that's there. And also, uh, one of our mates, uh, Pez Perry, got in touch with me from 2K. He works yep. for 2K. Got in touch with me yesterday afternoon and said, hey... 2K19, would you guys like a copy? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> now, Dan, not for us oh, to give away. All that's right, still good. Away. That's it's still good. good. It's still good. Uh, look, hey, it's, we're, a, we're a gaming community. We are a gaming we're community. about each other, so that's fine. Indeed. Um, so, uh, look, uh, that's going to be coming up very soon. Make sure you keep your eyes across it. As well as mm. today, mm. right, the PlayStation Classic oh, yes. went up for pre-order. Yes. We got one. You must have had a bit of a swing moment yesterday. I did have a swing moment yesterday when I saw it. Now, uh, for Eastern Standard Time, it was 9 o'clock this morning on pre-orders. Right. Uh, Western Standard Time, 7. Everybody else, somewhere in between, obviously. Have you done it? I did it. Of course you did it. We got one. We will in, uh, I think they are released in December. So as soon as December rolls around, we Mm. will have one to give away. All right. Now, uh, the beautiful thing about this, uh, they've done this right because the websites didn't crash. And uh, I was getting messages from mates of mine who were pre-ordering theirs half an hour to 45 minutes after they were released, and they were still managing to get themselves one. Whose website weren't, crash- weren't crashing? EB, JB. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. You remember the NES Mini Classic and the SNES Mini Classic? Yeah, yeah, Forget yeah, I about it. Yeah, like, yeah. their initial yeah. pre-orders yeah. get stuffed. Yeah. Good luck trying to get one of those. Yeah. Um, which we managed to do so, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, yes, yeah, so that's absolutely fantastic. Because you lined up a target, <laughs> <laughs> like a legend. I did um, that story in a in a podcast, which we'll we'll bring out again yeah, one day. I reckon. Sure, bloody ripper. But uh, yes, yeah, so we will have one of those to give away. We have secured a pre order, so keep yourselves across the Game on Australia Facebook page and everything else as well. Um, just want to take an opportunity really quickly to welcome along a few new content contributors to the mm. Game on Australia Facebook page um, and uh, GameOnAUS.com. Uh, we've got some absolute beauties there. Lethal, Hash Ashen, uh, XBL, yep. uh, Distilled Blade. So these are new guys who have been a part of the community for a long time. Um, who are actually going to be helping us with more content. People just jumping on board wanting to be a part of this well, beast. It's, it's great. It's so great. You know, it's um the kind of thing that... You know, a, a lot of people have in them, yep. and it just takes that initial reach out to us, I guess, because we, we are more than keen to hear from anyone who wants Absolutely to Absolutely, we are. Absolutely. That's you know, what we're about. We are the gamers' gamers. Yeah. Um, Except when it comes to going on air. It's just us two, darlings. Us two, so sorry, guys. <laughs> right. Sit down, please. Sit down! Uh, and also, Menthonzo, uh, Alex, who's been a long-time member of the Game in Australia community as well, is mm. going to start doing some Tuesday night Twitch streaming on oh, Game on Oz. sweet. He's an absolute ripper, that bloke. So, awesome. great to have you along. All right. Shall we get into the top three things that gamers need to hear this week? We shall! A little bit different this week. The top three things that gamers, uh, top three interviews that gamers need to hear this week. Interviews, interviews that gamers need to hear this week. So coming up, we're going to have the Game Boys. Now they are Josh and Eden, a couple of brothers who just love games and retro gaming. They've got one of the best comedy duo acts when it comes to gaming in the country, and their show is back again at the uh, Melbourne, Melbourne Comedy, the Melbourne Fringe. I'd Thank actually you, say they're the, the country's leading. 
comedy I agree duo with you, Dan. Uh, related to gaming. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be coming up a little bit later on the podcast. If you're making your way to Melbourne for the Melbourne Fringe or in Melbourne for the Melbourne Fringe, love your gaming. you got to see them, but you'll hear all about it. For those of you who are into Twitch and are burgeoning Twitch streamers, want to go down this path, we're actually going to be talking to a Twitch streamer who is uh, part of the Grassroots ANZ program. This is the one where Twitch actually gets on board and helps out a few streamers every so often. They rotate them uh, every couple of weeks. And they give them um, uh, Twitter announcements and Facebook announcements and they put them on the front page of Twitch and all that sort of stuff and help them out. He's been through his first week of the ANZ program, Grassroots program. We're going to hear from him and uh, hear how what it's all been about. And can I just say good on you, ANZ? That's amazing to think they're getting behind... Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, no, like no, no, not, not ANZ oh, is in the it? bank. No, no, oh, it's not the bank. I it was. No, no, Twitch ANZ. Ah. So Australia, New so Zealand. So New Zealand. Uh, uh, Dan! Uh, oh, Dan! Honestly, uh, I, thought that was, I thought ANZ had got hip and with no, it. No, mate. Obviously no, not. No, you bloody well, nugget. Yeah, bloody nugget. ANZ! ANZ! <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't Malcolm anymore, so we need you. No, we can't Malcolm, actually. Uh, well, so, we can't, no, no, stuff that. We still can. Yes, we can. He's a, he's no, a, because it is beyond that now. It is, it is a stage now I, where we've created that. I'm interrupting your flow here, but I must say, you put up a post on our Facebook page yesterday about that time, the times that you switch over from NBN mm. to 4G. Oh, my quicker, God. And how many people are doing it? Oh, there's so- Malcolm! So many people are bloody doing. You created this. Um, Guilty. Anyway, to, sorry. And uh, we got to kick things off with um, a very good friend of ours. Yeah. Who? Fid. It's the Fid. first time. It's the first time we've had him on the podcast since we announced the partnership with yep. GoTo.Game. Yep. Fid basically runs the joint with yep. a couple of others as well. And he joins us now to talk to us about a very special visit out to Capcom and what it brought. Hello, Fid. How are you going? Good. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad, mate. What are you doing? I'm currently finishing a donut. Oh, what flavour? Oh, shit. Oh, stan- standard Krispy Kreme uh, glaze. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the best. The classic. Yeah, yeah. Well, they yeah. came around our workplace yesterday. And, uh, oh, mate. They, just, they always come about our workplace. It's, so it's bad. Good. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. But so good. Oh, but so good. Yeah. Um, now, for those of you listening to the podcast uh, who have heard us talk about FID and GoTo.Game, these are our new partners yes. that we spoke about a couple yes. of potties ago. Woo! Um, it's a beautiful relationship. <laughs> it is a beautiful relationship. Uh, hopefully some really exciting things on the cards in the not-too-distant future that uh, you guys are working on behind the scenes that we look forward to. But, um, mate, I wanted to, to grab you this morning really quickly. For people who don't know anything about GoTo.Game, tell us a little bit about it. Um, well, where do I start? So, um, uh, we've of course got our website and uh, social media presence where we um, talk about all the latest news, reviews, opinions, um, you know, everything to do with gaming and the gaming industry. Um, but uh, on the other side of things, we're also a, um, a marketing agency as well. We uh, look after the likes of Intel, Bethesda. Uh, a few other companies as well, uh, manage a few influencers, uh, and uh, hook uh, good guys like yourself up with some awesome opportunities. <laughs> oh, fantastic. What a ripper. And uh, you yourself, mate, and yeah. now these are conversations between you and I, um, but uh, we've spoken about the fact that you yourself actually have quite the history of broadcasting as well. Yeah, well, that's actually my trade, mate. Um, I uh, trained in radio, went and worked in radio for a long time. Um, uh, also had my own podcast network in New Zealand, um, 
for five or six years. Not just podcast, Dan. Podcast network. Yeah, we, yeah. we had an entire network. We had, um, I think, at one stage there, we had six podcasts on the go each week. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Oh God, he's one of us, Pete. He's one of us. <laughs> he's yeah, one of us from across the Dutch, but he's one he's of us. He's a radio person. Hey, a um, Fed. Uh, yes. Look, that we uh, saw you pop something up on your social media yesterday that you have been privy to a couple of pretty exciting games that are on their way out very soon. Yes. Now, my, tell- my good friends at Capcom um, invited me along to initially have a look at one game, but I may have been privy to looking at a couple of more games. Oh. That- yeah. Now, uh, this is the other reason why we wanted to get you on and have a quick chat. Tell us what you saw. Okay, so firstly, uh, Mega Man 11. Um, oh. Got to get hands-on and have a play with that for about half an hour. It was uh, actually their PAX demo, I believe, uh, that they were showing over in the States. Um, I think it was six levels of the game. Um, uh, and... As somebody who grew up uh, in the Sega and Nintendo generation, um, it's one of those brands that, you know, it's a cornerstone of Nintendo, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was a Sega kid, so I didn't actually get to play Mega Man until, I think it was Wily Wars on the uh, Mega Drive. Wow, right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to start off by saying I was never a big Mega Man fan as a kid. But I did play it. Yeah. And uh, jumping on and playing yesterday, it's an amazing interpretation of uh, side-scroller. It's, uh, I, I love that side-scrolling 2D games are coming back. Mm. Um, and clearly, you know, uh, Capcom have been in the game for a long time. And, you know, they've, they've done the same with Street Fighter. They've gone back to the 2D because the 3D was something that we weren't interested in. Mm. Um, and they've done it again with Mega Man. Uh, you know, Mega Man lost its way a while back uh, trying to do exactly what every other publisher and every other developer did with their old IPs. You know, they tried to make it modern and make it 3D. And um, it's there's just some titles like Mega Man and Sonic and games like that that, you know, we don't want it to be a in-depth, high-definition, three-dimensional game. We want our 2D side-scrollers. Yeah. And with what they've done with Mega Man is they it's definitely an old-school side-scroller. Um, it's strategic uh, and difficult still. Um, the graphics are beautiful. It's, yeah, the so artwork that I've seen looks absolutely spectacular. It, it still holds that retro flavor but puts a nice modern spin on it. Exactly. So it's not trying to be an 8-bit or a 16-bit game um, uh, look-wise, um, but play-wise, it's still definitely an old-school side-scroller. Um, it, it's a beautiful game to play. It's smooth, like I said, strategic. Um, it's very interesting sort of how, you know, it's winding your brain back and uh, having to play a game in the old school way of, you know, you go through and you make a mistake, so you've got to rethink, how am I going to redo this puzzle again? Mm. Or how am I going to do this level again to try and do it faster or mm. better or actually get past the boss or whatever? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a great game. It's going to be um, released very soon. I don't have a date on me at the moment, but um, I would say if 
if you're an old school retro fan but you're looking for some modern a modern take on it this is going to be a dope game to get into yeah right um thoroughly enjoyed it um like i said surprisingly difficult okay uh mega man 11 the release date on the nintendo switch is october 2 yeah fed you you met sorry uh, you, you go Oh yeah, just just before you uh, jump ahead, um, I played it on the PS4. Oh literally, wow! Literally, the first thing I said uh, about five minutes in was, "This is fun, but I can't wait to try it on the Switch because yeah. I feel like the Switch, even though it's a modern console, is just a great platform for the yeah. older feel of games." Yeah, yep. I totally agree with that. That classic two yeah. D side scrolling. Dan, what were you? Well, gonna I was going to say so and. and Fig, you make a good point about side-scrollers, and um, I can only think of this game, there's been a few that do this, but there's actually ways to recreate, reinvent the side-scroller, but keep it a side-scroller. The, oh, game, totally. the game I played recently is a game called Super Lucky's Tale, which is on the Xbox, which is a pretty shit game, but it doesn't matter. But what they do with the side-scroller in that game is that you enter this portal, and then you end up in the distance still playing the side-scroller, but you're a lot smaller Yeah. and doing that. And, and that's sort of a different way of reinventing the wheel, and I sort of really got into that. Um, and I, I think some games still have to be a side-scroller just for the fact that they are a side-scroller, you know? Yeah, I, I love what that, a lot of the independent publishers are doing with the side-scrollers mm. by sort of taking this new technology and what can be done and rethinking the way um, side-scrollers are done. Now, there was a great game, and I can't remember the name of it. It's a Sydney developer. I played it at PAX last year, Yeah, and um, it was all done with silhouettes and... Um, shadows and stuff like that and it's a side scroller that is completely different yeah right I, 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 I'm annoyed that I haven't got the name on the tip of my tongue at the moment you're yeah. thinking of what platform did you play it on I believe I may have played it on an Xbox. Right, okay. I was going to say yeah. Hollow Knight because it, it sounds a little bit like Hollow Knight's very dark and dank and mysterious and um, yeah but I'm not 100% sure it's, it's one of those ones again there's 10,000 people listening to this going it's you know, I yeah. can't think of the name either. It's Star Wars! <laughs> Star Wars! <laughs> hey, uh, Fid, you mentioned um, that you got a sneak peek at a couple of others as well while you were there. Uh, roll them off real quick. Okay, so I haven't got clearance to tell you, but I also haven't asked if I'm not allowed to tell you, so I'm going to. <laughs> yes! Um, okay, so Devil May Cry 5. Oh, oh wow. wow. Tell us about it. Uh, okay, Without just because I don't want to get myself in trouble mm. and not be invited back to Canada. No, 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 no. Of course, all yeah, I'm of going, course. All I'm going to say is I'm, I've am i never been a Devil May Cry fan um, just because I've never had a chance to play them. I, it's just one of those games that was on my radar of, of yep. a, one of those ones of one day I'll get around to playing those games. So first time I've got hands on with a, with a Devil May Cry game and it, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, right. It's an amazing game. Um, played really smoothly. It's uh, being not being a fanboy, I can't go sort of attack it in any way or form. So I'm, I'm only looking at it from a, a, a neutral. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? To be honest, the most pe- most of the people who listen to this aren't like they're not those sorts of players. You know, like they're, they're your average a bit of everything, a bit of everything sort of player, yeah. mate. So I mean, yeah. you know, smooth and clear and looks good, feels good. That's... And at the end of the day. Fun. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it, isn't it? And I like the. I've seen some initial cut scenes, and it, the game just looks spectacular. It was actually funny because the guy who uh, showed me the game, he 
um, he started giving me crap because I was struggling at my first playthrough on Mega Man, and he's like, "Oh, mate, I thought you were a retro gamer." <laughs> I'll show you how you play. And so he picks up the controller and he played through that first level flawlessly, right? And I sort of go, "Okay, yeah, you've played it a few times." So anyway, he checks on uh, Devil May Cry Five, and he goes, "I'll oh, give this a go. This is really hard." Um, so I jump on, I play through, and I manage to get through the first level, one life, including killing the boss. And that's where he goes, mate, do you know how long it took me to kill that boss? <laughs> Got him. Brilliant. And, and, and he he's a Devil May Cry fan, so like it, it, was, it was funny sort of how yeah, someone yeah. had never played the game. Maybe it was a fresh set of eyes on it, like looking at the game differently. I managed to beat the bosses quite simply. Or not simply, but, you know. With yeah. one life. Yeah. Unreal. Um, anything else that you can't tell us about? Okay, so I can't tell you anything about Resident Evil 2 Remake. No! <laughs> you had a crack at that? No, you didn't have a crack at that? I, 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 I may not have had a crack at that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, considering you didn't have a crack at that... Um, in some sort of weird sort of random like universe or school of thought, hypothetically, if you had had a crack at that, what would it have been like? It would be everything that you would have hoped a remake of Resident Evil 2 would be. Right. I Okay, so this is a game I am super fucking passionate about. Resident Evil is a game that, as a teenager, I played the first one on the Sega Saturn, and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 2 when it came out on the PlayStation blew my mind I thought it was the most amazing game I went on to play Code Veronica I even watched the crappy movies Um, (laughs) like I loved the Resident Evil franchise right up until Resident Evil 5 um, which was rubbish um, I yeah, well, like not having played Resident Evil two back in the day, I like I got in after sort of Resident Evil three, and then felt that um, it really peaked at Resident Evil four, which I played on the GameCube, yeah, uh, which was which I thought was just an absolutely fantastic game, beautiful story driven game, great gameplay, awesome puzzles, all the rest of it. Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. And I'm one of the guys that loved those puzzles, especially in Resident Evil two. Like, there was a lot of people that. I remember hated the game uh, when I was younger because it was like, oh, so I've got to go all the way back to that place I was at three hours ago to go and solve a puzzle. And to me, I was like, oh, my God, I remember that thing from three hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) I love that stuff. I love the jump scares. I love the fact, the way that they, um, you know, developed that game using the limitations of the PlayStation. Um, But, you know, we've come forward now, the, the... Resident Evil engine that they developed for Resident Evil 7 is an amazing engine. Mm. I loved Resident Evil 7. I've played that through like three times. Mm. Um, So Resident Evil 2 just looks beautiful on in that engine. It's an amazing game. It's not an exact remake of Resident Evil 2, which I think is cool. So when you say that... um... Like it, hypothetically speaking, of course, of course, yeah. uh, like they have added some stuff. Is there? Um, is the, the map updated? It's definitely to me. I think it's somebody who has that. Whether or not they, I don't know whether the person who wrote this story for this worked on the original game or not. But it's someone who's clearly loved the original game and gone, if I were to edit the original game to make it better, what would I take out that was unimportant and what would I add in that was more important? That's okay. really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Um, Fed, hypothetically speaking, was there anything? 
You go for more. Is there anything? You going for more? Of course, I'm going for more. I'm always going to go for more. Are you there? Are you still there, fit, or have you been? Has Capcom assassinated you from another building? He knows too much. No, no, no. I don't have any uh, yet. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I can see people coming to the door right now. But <laughs> yeah. Quick. Yeah. All right, mate. Um, look, we. Uh, I, I know you've got to get yourself to a meeting. Um, so uh, get along. But, um, mate, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to take this phone call. We haven't had an opportunity to talk too much about the partnership on the podcast too much, but. Um, uh, just want to take an opportunity as well to say thank you very much for having us on board the GoTo.Game crew. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can start making some announcements of some cool stuff that we're uh, discussing doing very soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. You had us at hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Fed, thank you, mate. Have a good day, guys. See you, mate. Catch Cheers. Up. Bye. Bye. All right, Danny boy, on to our next one. Yes. You know I'm uh, I'm across a few things. You are. Right? One of them being this, you know, the Oceana Group yes. eSports, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right? Yes. Anyway, there's this page on Facebook. There's a, a lot of Australian sort of streamers and eSports and yeah. gaming personnel on that page. Yeah. One of them is a bloke by the name of, now I don't know his last name because his moniker online is Steve Moustache. I love that. It's gorgeous, right? I Absolutely love gorgeous. that. And I can tell you now yes. that in, in the guy's display pick, the moustache is truly a beautiful thing. Is it? It is glorious. Because you know, I'm a big fan of I know. glorious moustaches. You love a good moustache, yes. as yes. do I. Who wants moustache ride? <laughs> and, uh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, look, I tracked this guy down because he made an announcement recently that uh, Twitch had gotten in touch with him and said, hey, do you want to have a crack at the ANZ grassroots system? Oh. Right? Now, he'll explain more. We've got him on the phone right now. Steve Moustache, hello and welcome to the Game on Australia podcast. G'day, fellas. Thank you so much for this awesome opportunity. Oh, mate. No now, uh, you go by twitch.tv slash shaggy underscore Steve. Before we get into the whole grassroots thing, and because we thought it'd be great to get you on and have a bit of a chat about it, because a lot of people out there want to be Twitch streamers, right? Mm. You know, and this is a great opportunity for them to build their brand and platform, but you've got to know about how about getting about to it, right? Yep. There's a lot of abouts in that sentence. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, mate, tell us about yourself. Um, so I'm a, obviously a Twitch streamer, as you've already said. Um, I've been on the platform for roughly just a bit over 12 months now since I started September 15th, 2017, when I actually sat down, put a schedule together, started actually getting a little bit serious about the channel. Um, I'm 30 years old, turning 31 in about two months' um, time. I work in a bank down here in Victoria. I've got a missus. She's got a couple of kids. We've got a dog, two pet rats, you know, pretty much a prototypical stepdad. Um, you know, day-to-day business work during the day, love to play games of the night time, and thought, hey, this Twitch phenomenon is pretty good. Maybe yeah. I should have a crack at it. Now, um, and having a crack at it, you certainly are. When you say you, you decided to give it a serious shot, what did you change? Um, so I actually made the Twitch channel, I think, in June last year. So I've always been a fairly avid PC gamer, and at the time I was actually doing a lot of mythic content in World of Warcraft. Now, the guild that I was in, um, I made like a close group of mates. There was about five or six of us, and we actually swapped servers, and we went to another guild for like obviously better progression, and then it fell apart. So the guys I was actually playing with, we decided to go play um, PUBG, so Player Unknown, when it had first come out. Yeah. Um, so the game was pretty bad, but it was really fun to play in a group of four people. So we kind of transitioned over to that, and one of the guys I was playing with, which is, he'll love this shout-out too, Lost Soldier 23, 
he was actually a Twitch streamer from years and years ago, and he mentioned that he um, goes, you know what, Steve, you've got the uh, the personality for it. You should really fire a channel up. So I did that. I made a channel, streamed about one or two times, didn't really like it, and then really just, you know, parked it on the shelf and then continued playing above PUBG and doing my own thing. And then, yeah, once I got exposed to Twitch, I started watching other streamers. I was watching streamers like Josh OG. Um, I remember watching Ninja before he blew up and started playing Fortnite because he used to play a lot of PUBG as well. Mm. Yeah. You know, Dr. Disrespect, all these massive streamers that were... Um, I was just fascinated by their their personality and their ability to play a game, like, you know, high-paced um, first-person shooters as well as interact with their chat. And just once I, once that bug bit me in the behind, I was literally... I, I could not sink my teeth into it quick enough. Yeah, right. Mate, how do you go... Because, look, Dan and I are both dads. And um, I Dan's uh, like a dad with uh, a few older kids. They're, you know, around about the ages of 10 or so yep. and then drop down from there. And then I've got a, a two-year-old and a 12-week-old. And, like, I find um, particularly difficult. And I guess it's got a lot to do with the fact they're still quite, both quite young, so it's still quite hands-on. But particularly difficult to find the time to consistently stream. And to make it work... You have to be consistent, you yeah. know? Like, it, you've got to be there every day or every night or sticking to the schedule and all that sort of stuff. How do you find, even as a stepdad, um, managing your time with a family and full-time work and still trying to make it as a streamer? Well, the funny, it's funny you say that. When I very first started streaming, my, now my partner, she's eight and a half years older than me. Um, she did not grow up with technology. She's, she's actually thinks the internet is like the internet in a box like from the IT crowd. Like, I can't. <laughs> She's very not. She's, she's not very good. Like she calls me the IT guru, and I'm far from an IT guru. Like, just sounds company. familiar. Just on that, yeah. um, Dan, have you ever watched the IT crowd? Yeah, yeah. Right. Have you seen that episode? Of no, the I haven't seen it. No. So they trick their boss, the chick that's in the the basement with them, that yeah. the internet is a small box with a little red dot on the top, <laughs> and then she has to take it and do this presentation in front of a bunch of corporates, and she and manages. They all believe it. They all believe it because they don't know what <laughs> yeah. the internet is, Brilliant. and then it all goes to shit. Have you, have you tried turning it on and off again? Yeah. Um, sorry, mate. Continue. Yeah. So she's very bad with technology. So when I actually um, projected it to her, because obviously I played a lot of games before, but if I'm in the middle of a, like a like a, a wow raid, I could always take like my headset off and mute my microphone and talk to her. But when I started streaming, I literally need to say to her, "Look, you know, I, I need to have the door shut. I need to stream. I need like silence. I can't have the kids running in or you running in or you know." And that was a bit of an adjustment at first. And when I first started streaming, I went from, you know, maybe two to three hours to begin with to six to seven hours to try and grow an audience. And, yeah. you know, if you work full time, then get home over night time and stream six to seven hours, you can imagine that, um, you know, the woman wasn't too happy about that. that. So mm. it's a matter of, matter of finding the balance. But um, the best thing I ever did over time, um, at first, she's like, well, why are you doing this? Um, when you first start streaming, you might only get, say, two to three people in. And I actually had two females that were in my stream, and that caused a little bit of drama too because she's like, well, why are you paying attention to these females and not me? So, <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so there was there was a lot of – um, it wasn't really so much heated arguments, but once I projected what I wanted to do, why I wanted to stream on Twitch, why I thought, you know, I had the personality for it, the best thing I ever did was actually get her involved into the channel. So oh. my partner is like a massive advocate for my channel now. She's one of my mods. She doesn't really moderate the channel, but she does a lot of... If you guys ever see my channel, I've got some pretty wacky outfits. I've got like, you know, a spin wheel. Um, she does a lot of that merchandising. I've got mystery prizes and she organizes that and mails all of that out. Oh, brilliant. Um, I've got, you know, I've got a few sponsors in like Logitech G Australia. And like if I ever have giveaways, she'll, you know, she'll post the giveaways out and we've got like 
custom stickers and stuff that she's made. So once I got her on board, you know, explained the process to her and actually showed her what streaming was all about, um, and you know, and the friendships and you know the the roller coaster ride of all the ups and downs that you go through when you are a Twitch streamer. It's good having that support base there. So yeah, and like. I, I'd be lying if her kids, you know, they don't, they go to school and go, oh look, my stepdad's on Twitch and all the kids at school because they're all into YouTube and all the social media. They think it's they think it's amazing. So oh, it's the biggest thing in the schoolyard is it's having huge. a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel, definitely. Yeah, and you look, exactly, you yeah. you need a good support network. I've just finished reading the uh, article about um, Ninja, uh, the article associated with ESPN magazine, mm. you know, being the first gamer on the front cover, and and the article that came with that. It's just a fantastic article and well worth the read and. Um, it, it talks about his partner, his wife, uh, who is, um, Jay Ghostly and, uh, she is, she's his manager, you know, so she is a part of all of that. And she actually, uh, it was very much the same. It was very similar to that story that, um, that Steve's telling us now that she actually rocked up to an esports and gaming event when Ninja was still quite a, Mm. a young streamer, wasn't very big, hadn't blown up. Didn't know much about the whole scene or anything like that, but grew into it yeah. with him. And then, you know, his, his, his manager takes care of his PR, takes yeah. care of business, does all of that other stuff. And, yeah, you do need that support network. It's very important. Um, mate, let's talk about this opportunity. Uh, grassroots ANZ for, for Twitch. This is very exciting, this announcement that I saw for you. Yeah, I was actually, um, I like, like I said, I've been on Twitch for a little while, but I've literally been on Twitch the same amount of time I started streaming. So I didn't really, like, I've got no previous, like, I've got no esports connections. I've got no other streamers that I had ne- I'd networked with before I started streaming. I literally just made a channel, started streaming, and it's, it's been a massive, massive, massive learning curve from the, from the beginning to even today. I'm still learning so much along the way. So, um, but another Australian streamer that I really highly look up to, he actually mentioned the grassroots because he went through it himself, and his name's actually Vondel. Um, and he's the one that told me I should apply for it. He goes, you've got the personality for it. You need to do it. Um, at this stage, I was probably only averaging around, say, 20 to 25, maybe 30 viewers a night on average over four hours, which is it's nothing special, but I'm about halfway to that partnership goal. So yep. um, I put my hand in the hat, and apparently there was about 400 to 450 applicants that went for it in Australia New Zealand, and um, I was one of the five. So I was one oh. of five people that got selected. So I was very, really? I was very, very happy, very excited, and... Funnily enough, I actually had a holiday booked to Bali with the family. We just got back on the Friday, and I started the grassroots on the Monday. So it was pretty much meant to be. So the idea behind grassroots is that Twitch gives you front-page support and marketing and and support and all that, so people can actually find you. Um, It goes for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, so it's a a 14-day rotation. So you get two shout-outs on their Twitter page. So I've actually um, just had my second one, so I've got... I was playing PUBG for the most of um, the beginning of my actual grassroots. So I've got two PUBG clips there of um, that, you know, they've actually posted onto their um, Twitch ANZ Twitter po- profile. Um, on top of that, you get quite a few shout outs and stuff as well. Um, and the exposure has been absolutely unreal. I mean, when I, when I first got um, shouted out on their Twitter page when I was um, successful, um, I got an email pretty much the day before the post went up. So pretty much I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> I've actually had, just multiple contacts. One of the biggest one was um, 2K ANZ, which is, um, you know, they got in contact with me. They sent a gift box, and they've also been fantastic. Like, they've been a huge advocate for the stream. I got to go up to Sydney and meet Ben Simmons for the 2K launch. And wow. It's, really, it's literally opened up the floodgates. Like, I've, at the moment, I'm actually currently streaming NBA 2K19 because they've been 
massive. They've given me like, you know, giveaways and stuff to do during my grassroots and the views have been just absolutely insane. I've gone from, like I said, I was probably around the, what, at this stage, I was around the 30 to 40 average. I've, I've literally been over 100 average viewers. I streamed for six hours last night, and we averaged 101 over six hours. So That's great, um, awesome. mate. And if you yeah. keep this up, that'll be your partner, not a problem. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, you still need to maintain it. So the thing I've seen, like, it's really good for growth. Like, I've picked up, like, well over 200 followers in the two weeks I was doing it. I've still got a couple of nights to go. Um, but everyone's different. Like everyone's got different personalities. Everyone streams differently. It's it's not going to be one of the same. Like I might get two hundred, some I might only get fifty. I mean, either way, it's just it's amazing exposure and it's it's free. Like there's not many other places around the world that do stuff like this. So to have that access as a Twitch affiliate to actually be on the front page of you know the of the Australian page of Twitch and have all these new people come into your channel is just just crazy. I remember when I actually looked at my page views. I had about. 56,000 page views, I think it was, when I first started on... Um, no, that's not right. 52,000, sorry. And I just ticked over 72,000 page views as of last night. So, yeah. you know, my page views, have, I've had that 20K exposure, which, you know, I would never have had beforehand. So. Yeah. yeah, unreal. That's so, right. mate, um, really quickly, what... Uh, did they give you a reason as to why you were one of the five that were chosen? Well, I'm not too sure, to be honest. I... I wanted to apply for partnership, but I hadn't hit the partnership goal. So I was chatting with a few other streamers that I'd networked with, and they said, look, you know, you need to put your hand in the hat because if you don't apply for it, then, you know, the first time you do apply for it, you might get rejected. So um, I actually um, sent an email to the partnership team and just said, can you guys review my channel and just let me know if I'm ready for it? And they actually replied back and said, look, mate, your content's really good, um, but your average viewers aren't high enough yet. Just keep doing what you're doing. So I think maybe that could have helped for the application, but... um. I think just because with my stream, I've got a very, very good community. Like, my base of people that, like, support my channel, like, my mods and consistent viewers, no matter what game I play, those 20 to 30 people follow me. Because I swap and change games quite a fair bit. I don't stick with the one game for too long. So, yeah. yep. you know, so, and I, I, I swap and change. So, um, in January this year, I had about 200 followers, maybe about 17 subs. So, you know, I was, I was kicking along pretty nicely for only, you know, three to four months into streaming. Um, I did Stardew Valley and my channel blew up with Stardew. I did that for three months because the computer I had beforehand was pretty average. Um, and then I built a new computer and I did Borderlands 2 for about two and a half months and got two and a half months, sorry, and got really heavily involved in that community. Met all the really big Borderlands streamers like Killer Six, um, you know, all these really big like YouTube slash Twitch uh, people and learned a lot from them. So, um, and yeah, I just kept stopping and changing. I did a little bit of Diablo 3. I really just, I find games I want to play because. In that time I'm streaming, that's also my gaming time. I don't get really a lot of other spare time to play games outside of my streaming. So it's imperative that I enjoy. And then on top of that, because my energy is fairly high, if I'm not enjoying the game, my viewers will notice. And let's be honest, if they're not enjoying watching me play the game, because you know, I'm not the best at games, they all come and have a laugh. They come in, you know, comment about the mustache or you know the outfit I've got in. You know, it's all just a bit of a good time. So. Um, you like the honey badger of Twitch. I love he it. Is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Um, finally, you know, obviously, if you really want to make take this seriously uh, and one day be one of the top streamers, you, you're going to be hoping to bank coins so you can do it as a living. Have you have you noticed? Uh, uh, have you noticed you started banking a bit of coins since uh, you jumped on as part of the ANZ program? Has it has it helped fill your wallet a little bit? Um, well, like from a numbers perspective, like as I said before, the followers, I picked up about 200 followers, but, um, I had, when I got back from overseas, I was on about 181 subs and I cracked up to about 322 subs 
about the first week in grassroots. And I'm, I'm sitting around about the 295 at the moment now. So it, that's like the taboo thing on um, a taboo thing on Twitch, though. Not a lot of people talk about the money side of things. I never got into it for the money. Um, I got into it because I wanted to build a community. I wanted to, I wanted to build a channel so that if people will go home and watch TV for three to four hours, instead of doing that, they come watch me for three to four hours and interact with people and, you know, make friendships and, you know, start streaming themselves or just interact with people instead of sitting in front of the TV, not doing anything, just staring at a screen. At least they're getting involved elsewhere. And on top of all of it, I just, I watched other streamers and saw what they did. And I thought, you know what, I could do this, but I could probably take it to another level. And that's when I started implementing all of my luck with my alerts. I've got fairly unique alerts, which a lot of people come into. The mustache I started growing late last year is a bit of a joke. And the missus was like, you're not growing a mustache. And I just kept doing it. I had a fairly long beard and um, she hated the beard. So I shaved that off and then got the mustache. And that's just been, you know, people come in and go, oh, that looks like Craters or, you know, these other big massive streamers. And I don't notice it because it's on my face all the time. But people, it's a real big draw card. Mm. So. Yeah, standing out and getting people into your channel, it's the hardest thing on Twitch because at the end of the day, you're this little fish swimming in this big, massive, wide-open ocean and you've you've got to get noticed by the sharks. And when you start getting noticed, that's when things start happening and it's, it happens so fast and if you're not prepared for it, it can be very overwhelming, which it, it has been for me. It's been very, it's been a very interesting rollercoaster ride, to say the least. And, you know, your point about making money, I mean, you're clearly, I think Twitch is, will find you out pretty quickly if you're on there for the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. And you clearly have a passion for it, which, and it's powerful. You can hear it in, in, yeah. in how you talk about it. So, well, I can, I can happily say, like, like I, work in, like, I work in a bank now. I've got a very good career. I really enjoy my job. Like, I work in a bank that, you know, we give back to the community. Yeah. Um, I've got that good community focus. I don't get paid as much as if I went and worked in one of the major banks, but I, I I'm not driven by money. Money is great, but money doesn't bring happiness. And when you work in my profession, you see what money does to people. So, um, and don't get me wrong. I would love to be able to stream full time if the income supplemented it. But at this stage at the moment now, I'm just, I'm not trying to get too far ahead of myself. I'm just trying to do what I enjoy doing. Um, You know, it gets to four o'clock at night time, like at work. And I'm, I'm really starting to get pumped up. I get home, I eat some dinner, have a chat with the missus, get ready wax up the stash, hit that go live button, and then I just, I'm just i in my element for four to five hours. And that four to five hours, that just flies. Like, nothing else matters in that time. All that matters is the stream. And it reminds me of when I was younger and I played basketball for three to four three to four nights. On that time on the court, nothing else in the world matters. Mm. And that's, like, the passion, you've, you've got to be passionate. If you're, in, if you're into Twitch for money, you probably can be successful. But people people can see through the bullshit part yeah. of my friend. Yeah. So, and you know what, like, mate, the the um, we we've been in the commercial broadcasting industry at the top level for close to what, Dan, about fifteen years, yep, around about that. And one thing that we have seen in the gaming industry when it comes to streaming is that there are still some very traditional marks that you have to hit to be a successful one, and you don't get in our industry um, to get to the top level and make a shitload of money. You you. You do. You eventually get to that point if you have the passion and the drive to sift through all the hard work and the grind to begin with, and that is very, very true with streaming. And to hear you talk about it the way that you're talking about it today, you can tell that you're someone who um, has as good a chance as anybody to have a real bright fruit future in it because you've got those traditional hall- hallmarks of what we would look for yeah. if we were to get a broadcaster in to to make it to the top in radio. Yep. 
Yeah, exactly. A lot of people have said that have asked if I've been in radio before. And, like, I've always been a very good talker. Like, I, I normally, like, I was in a debate team in high school. Um, you know, every time you do, like, stand up in front of people and talk, like, you say, you know, like, you know, in a group, you know, a group assignment, like a university, I was always the one to stand up and talk because I never had that. I never had that fear of talking in front of people. And to be honest, I like to stand out when I'm at a party. I like to be the one everyone's laughing at. So, um, you know, it, I always always had that. And then when I found Twitch about 12 months ago and saw the streamers on there, saw the people succeeding, saw the communities, I just, it seriously, it just was like, it was like I, I was made for it. And then it was a slow grind. And a lot of people, when I tell them, look, I work full time, I work five nights a week, I've got a family, I've, you know, I've raised children, I've got pets, and I stream five nights a week. I pretty much stream at a full time right now. People are just, blown away at how I do it but like you said when you're really passionate and you love something it's not something that's hard to do you just do it it's like breathing now so you know my voice my voice has gotten stronger over time because I'm quite loud um you know I talk so much my voice really struggled to begin with um but you train up over time you get better at what you do you keep developing your channel people come and go I've been through so many rotations of people that come into the community they might hang out for two to three weeks and then you won't see them again I'm going through this really weird transitional phase now where people are coming back into my channel and going, holy crap, you've got over 2,000 followers now and you've got 100 people watching you. What the hell have you been doing? Mm, so, mm. Uh, you know, and they go, I can't believe you're still streaming. Like, I've got people that have come in from five months ago that just go, Jesus, look at you go. Like, everything's all changed. And having those people come in is what makes me happy. I've, I've got this mum on my uh, mama Snoop and she's been in my channel for about 13 months and she's been there from the beginning when I had about three or four viewers playing PUBG with like, you know, less than 50 followers before I even got affiliated. And she keeps joking. Once you get too big, I'm going to leave you because, you know, the community can get a bit dread out when there's so many people there. Yeah. So, yeah. Or oh, you see ninjas chat, you know, and, and Dr. Disrespect and yep. um, uh, Stone Mountain 64 and far out. I mean, you, you, <laughs> I don't even bother dropping yeah. a comment in there because it just, it, it flies. It absolutely flies. Mate, um, we've, uh, we've got to leave it there because we've got to get to another interview. But um, it has been an absolute pleasure having a chat to you. And thank you so much uh, for sharing your thoughts and, and your experience. Um, because there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast and a lot of them want to stream and a lot of them want to know what it takes to be one of the good ones. And, and you're certainly doing that. So thank you very much for sharing your experience about it. No worries, fellas. And I'll just leave on this note. Once again, thank you guys so much for the opportunity. All, all of this is new to me. So having the opportunity to chat on a podcast about something I really love is just absolutely next level. I really appreciate it. And if there any, is anyone listening that wants to be a streamer, don't take it too seriously. Don't look at the numbers. Just have fun. And whatever happens, happens. But don't obsess over it. Don't get depressed over it. Just go and have a good time. People will see you having a good time and the success will just flow. And if it doesn't succeed, change what you're doing or maybe it's just not for you like that's really what twitch is about you're up to 2232 followers make that 2233 followers now uh dan the game the game on australia podcast now following this great man on twitch we will be following your story for a long time to come the twitch channel is twitch.tv slash shaggy underscore steve get along there support this great man and uh good luck with the rest of the anz grassroots stuff mate we hope it's uh we hope it's that awesome platform that really propels you where you need to be. Thanks, fellas. I really appreciate your time. Have a lovely afternoon. Good on you, mate. Too, mate. Catch you later. See you, boys, mate. See, See ya. ya. Uh, we've got one more. Yes. Who's uh, this one? Remember the game, boys? You're ringing them both again? Yep. Oh, fuck. 
Dan, what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect the calls together without saying anything. Hello? 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 Hey, guys. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to see how far we could get with it. You bloody cooked it, Dan. I know. What's wrong with you? It was was an uh, uncomfortable silence. Not good when uncomfortable silences. One large margarita, please. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we are so pumped to have these guys back on the podcast. Uh, Josh and Eden from the Game Boys. Hello. Hey, Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Um, now, uh, we have been seeing our Instagram and Facebook feeds absolutely inundated with <laughs> you guys getting yourselves ready for another show out just around the corner. That's right. Yes, we've really taken the social meads up to 11. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, we're Good one. Um, getting up for Fringe, so we're just sort of hitting it. and It's all about awareness, really. But it's, no, it's fun. Like It's also really fun producing all that content to do and just, you know, drip feed it out and get something, you know, hopefully people brightens up their day a little bit. <laughs> it's wonderful. Now, um, for those new listeners to the podcast who haven't had an opportunity to hear the episode with the, we did with these guys ages ago, um, the Game Boys is a comedy duo. They're based in Melbourne and uh, they do great things in particular, have won some awards. Um, the Melbourne Comedy Festival, that's where they uh, do their hang time. It's, it's incredible. And their whole act is around gaming. We absolutely love it. And it, it goes very retro. We will see some awesome 80s and 90s flair throughout it as well. Guys, tell us about the new show. Yeah, we've really, we've really hit the 90s. So it's, um, it's an encore performance of the one we did at Comedy Fest. Uh, but it's sort of a big trip down uh, you know, the 90s nostalgia memory lane, all, all those old games everyone used to play. And it's a really fun time to uh, you know, remind people, like, particularly people who aren't massive gamers like us, like so many people, like everyone knows Tony Hawk, everyone played GoldenEye, everyone played Tetris. Like, there's these real touchstone games that like, everyone knows, even if you're not a big gamer. So it's really, it's been really fun um, coming back to the show as well and just, um, you know, thinking through some things that maybe we could do better and tighten some screws. And um, also it's just really fun to, to come back and, you know, perform again. Like it's, it's always really fun. Yeah. Yeah, because the great thing about it, because we're mixing these old school games, the idea is that the, um, the, it's the 2092 Olympics and video games have finally merged with the Olympics. <laughs> and so just, just for us to sit down and come up with some some crazy merging events. So we've got like the speed solitaire, we've got Tetris curling, mortal taekwondo, gold knife fencing, just stuff like that. Just <laughs> coming up with these great mash sports that um, we then sort of do on stage um, for the audience and stuff. It's great. Brilliant. Fantastic. Now, um, for the audience who's going to come along to this that have never seen your show before, what do they get to see? Mate, what don't they get to see? <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> well, one, one, of the, one of the cool, unique things about our show is we've got a huge amount of tech that's really heavily integrated into the show. So we've got a TV in portrait that sits on stage with it. Um, all the lighting's integrated and everything. So Jared, who, who does all our um, video and SFX and sound effects and video stuff, is amazing. So everything is all synced up together. So like we've got the, a live video cross with a webcam that's all happening live on stage. We do like a news report live cross kind of thing. Um, we do, yeah, the solitaire stuff. We play against uh, an AI. It's Elon Musk. Musktopia is, <laughs> is the country. Um, so we have like an AI solitaire match um, live on stage. But it, it's also given us a lot of freedom to do whatever. So we do like a press conference with a disgraced sports star um, who's a, like a street fighter player. Um, so, yeah, it's a real mixed bag. And that was one of the really fun things with the show when we, when we wrote it up was um, – just having this complete freedom where, hey, cool, it's 2092, it's the eSports Olympics. What, what can we do in this world? Like, we can do anything. You know? So, gold knife fencing, who goes odd job? 
<laughs> Mate, well, there is a height. There is a height restriction for this event. <laughs> yeah, love that. Brilliant. Fantastic. That is bloody sort of everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when's the new show on? When do we get to see you guys again on stage? So that's the 25th until the 30th. We're just doing just, just the week, next week. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just a bit of an encore performance for those that missed out last time. We're giving everyone one more chance. Ooh, one more chance. Now, right. um, just quickly, the, the last time we spoke to you guys, it was just around the corner from your last show. Um, following that show, what was the feedback that you had and what has come off the back of that? Is, has there been any developments, anything exciting? Oh, um, yeah, like the feedback we've got has been fantastic. Everyone that we, we managed to reach sort of a slightly bigger audience um, this time around because everyone just started, once they saw the show, that the amount of 90s references in there and stuff like that, as well as the old school video games, people just started, it really clicked with a lot of people. They're like, oh my God, like I don't consider myself a massive gamer, but when you when you started throwing to yeah Mortal Kombat and, and yeah. Um, Street Fighter and stuff like that, they're like, oh man, I, lo- I loved all that stuff. Even Solitaire, the section that we do on Solitaire, people are like, oh my God, I love that. Um, so it's been it's feedback wise, it's been fantastic um, all the way through from yeah from like teenagers, and we've we've even had to um like we've had to add some Fortnite jokes in there because <laughs> we have to do. Well, that was that, that was one of the funny things of, of coming from Comedy Fest. A few of the references we have to update a few different things or if you'd like we had, we had some Barnaby Joyce jokes but like they're gone <laughs> <laughs> he's no old news now anymore. he's done yeah exactly. he's, uh, he's old news um, but, I, we, but since I, then we, we also went to the um, the Melbourne Esports Open and we did some filming there which was really fun so we did a um, a little kiss take of how mainstream media reports on esports and stuff so we've got a video of that up on our YouTube page um, so it's, yeah there's a few different things like that it's always nice to try and pump stuff out outside of the festivals but on our um, yeah, YouTube and Facebook page we're sort of um, consistently popping up new videos and new content we, we make that's right. fantastic well it's the reason why you've got to get along and see these guys and uh, not just on their social medias but in person you can't fake this sort of stuff you it's can't, bloody yeah, good you can't you can't beat it in person you get to see me live in a leotard oh, <laughs> watch out and am looking am am uh hopefully going to see something to do with donald trump's willy uh <laughs> guys and the the mario kart reference that a bit did you see that Dan? no i did not no nah, because you've been off your back's been stuffed um the mate shag is back i wish uh I wish. stormy daniels yeah who um is the 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 porn star that yes, apparently yes, yes. you know yeah. or not she's uh, released her, she's released allegedly. her book finally her stories mm. and she referenced um uh donald oh, yeah. trump's penis mm. As looking like Toad from Mario Kart, <laughs> like dead set, the full uh, that it looked like Toad, like you know, <laughs> like, complete with the spots. Jeez, wow, you hell. I reckon he um, broke a new lap record on that one. <laughs> Ghost mode. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, uh, if people want to get tickets, if they're listening to this, then they're in Melbourne. If they want to get tickets, where do they find them? Uh, you can go to the Melbourne Fringe website, things like Melbourne Fringe and then Game Boys, or the show itself is called Wide World of Esports. There you go. Oh, so good. You'll find a link up on our Facebook page. So we'll toss up there as well. Uh, fantastic to catch up with you guys again. And as always, have a great show and uh, keep us posted on how things are going, okay? No worries, my man. Great for the chat. Thanks again. Hopefully we we'll talk to you again soon. Good on you, lads. Thanks, lads. Bye. See you, mate. See ya. Cheers, bye. bye. Josh and Eden there from the Game Boys. Oh. Legends. As we mentioned, uh, you'll be able to see the details for their comedy show on our Facebook page. Get along there and see it.
Dan, that'll do it for another massive podcast this week. Far out. I like the fact we mix it up too, you know? It's not always... That's yeah. what we're about. It's not... We want to be predictable, aren't yeah. we? And gonna... I, I like it when you talk about how good we are. <laughs> we're amazing. I'm always doing that, mate. We're the best. <laughs> I'm, I'm Fig Jam, mate. You are Fig Jam. What does <laughs> so that mean? I don't know what that means. I come good, just ask me. Oh, I've never heard <laughs> oh, that before. That's an, old, that's an no. old one. We are Fig Jam. Fig Jam. That's no, fun. It's fun jam, mate. No, fug it's, it's fig jam. Fig jam. We're good. We're good. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Ask me. Fug jam. <laughs> fug jam. Fug jam. Uh, anyway. Hey, uh, don't forget, we're going to have details very soon about how you can score the PlayStation Classic that we managed to pick up this morning off the back of the pre-order. Um, yes. That'll be a giveaway. Yes. By the way, I put that up on the Facebook page just really quickly before we go, yeah. Dan, and said a uh, little thing with, all right, call them out. Who got a PlayStation Classic this morning? Yeah. You know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, showed off the fact that we got the pre-order. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and we got a few people there who were like, yes, I got one. Me, I got one. Yeah. And then the salt just started flowing, didn't Did it? it? Have a listen <laughs> to this bullshit. Where is he? Uh, Stuart. 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to bloody say every name here with a bit of salt in my okay. book. Stuart. Yeah. Seriously, $150 for an old console? You getting played, man. <laughs> Get stuffed. And then um, Beck, who he tagged in, he tagged Beck, yeah. right? Beck comes on and goes, but I want it. Yeah, good one, Beck. Well uh, good done. one, Beck. Good one, Beck. Uh, John. John. <laughs> Stop buying this shit. Piss off, John. Uh, Steve. Nope, not impressed by the five games name so far. Doubt the rest will be much better. 20 games on it, mate. We'll take our pick. Uh, Oliver, still got my PS1. Yeah, good on you. I, I will step in here. I don't think 20 is enough. You don't think 20 is enough? No, up? I reckon it should have been 40. Really? Yeah. So I, I'd sort of do... Okay. I don't think 20 is enough, mate. All right. You you bank that, and we'll talk about it next week. Yep. Uh, we might get one of our great guests on to openly what discuss we that about? as so, well. Hang on. So in the old minis we've talked about, what does it work out of games? That uh, five bucks? About five bucks a game. So the the Nest Mini had 30 on it. So you'd be paying about eight bucks. Uh, and, that was, and that was 100, 110, right? $7.50 a game, right? About that, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Now, yeah. now this, look, the PlayStation um, Classic was 150. It's the most expensive yeah, one. Yeah, so $7.50 a game. Yeah, so 20, yeah. So, I don't know. I want it. <laughs> okay. Get stuffed. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, Patrick, yep. Don't know why I did. Yeah. Got mine through JVs though. Good for you, mate. Uh, a few other people here. Keith. Keith. Yeah. Keith. No, I'll just stick to my Raspberry Pi 3. Thanks. <laughs> Man, Raspberry Pi uh, buyers yeah. and players are the biggest mob of wankers. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you are getting salty. No, well, they're just bloody... They're, they're so, every time you see one of these retro consoles come out, yeah. they all come out like the horde. Like the retro <laughs> horde that you are with their little, oh, Raspberry Pi, why don't you just get a Raspberry Pi? You're a bunch of snobs. I've got to say, in de- and in defense of all these people who, who you are salting out here, I reckon every gaming manufacturer in the world has a picture of Pete Carelli on their wall. Probably. On the whiteboard with yeah. little ideas coming off. How do we yeah. sell to this guy? You know, you're the guy. Yeah, I reckon, the you guy. are the absolute yeah. guy. Mate. And all those strings say retro. That's what <laughs> yes. Retro. Just copy what you did 30 years ago. <laughs> um, anyway.
That's going to be good. Keep an eye out for it. It's been wonderful. Have a great weekend in gaming. Uh, big thanks to all of our mates, andrewhogue.com, PLE Computers, our tech sponsor, and, and all the rest of you who help us out. Thank you very much to all of our guests today. Have a great weekend in gaming. And as we always say, Dan, don't forget to save. Retro save.